Welcome to the Phil's Landscaping Podcast, where we cover everything landscaping to help you consistently kick the day's ass. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Phil's Landscaping Podcast. We are thankful to have you uh, listening. We got a special guest today. His name is Luke Meyer from Oxford, Michigan. Say what's up, Luke. What's going on, guys? Thanks for having me, Phil. I, I appreciate it. It's an honor. No problem, man. We're we're excited to hear uh, what you got going on at ML Lawn Care and uh, what your up and coming big uh, things are. What's going to be happening next in 2021? Um, but uh, most of all, we're just happy to have you on and happy for your friendship. So let's let's kick it off with uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and tell us uh, what you guys do in your business. Um, how many how many trucks are you running and uh, what's kind of your uh, your new and up and coming thing that you want to blast off this year? Right on. So uh, first off, a bit about me. I'm 21. I just turned 21 a couple months ago. Um, yeah, I've been doing lawn and landscape. I mean, my, my parents got pictures of me when I was like three or four with like the little tykes push mower. Did you ever have any like yard tools as a kid did you have those like dump trucks you play in the sand or i had a bubble mower too oh the bubble mower dude the bubble mower was the best the faster you go the faster they pop dude they got the little glass container (laughs) i think that's what did it for me to be honest (laughs) my kid's gonna have one but uh yeah dude i had the i started when i was like 16 um you had a jeep cherokee little four and a half by seven and a half, five by eight trailer. Uh, I had my dad's John Deere. I had to back it on there. Like the bumper would like hang over the front of the, that was the only way to fit it was to back it up and like hang it over the front of the trailer. Um, you know, <laughs> weed whackers in the back, um, blowers in the back. My Jeep smelled like gas, you know, roll, roll around with the windows down. Um, so that was my, that was the, the beginning of my lawn landscape company. It was really lawns in the beginning. Um, did that when I was 16, when I was 17, I had about 55 accounts, 18, 85 accounts, 19, 20. Um, the last two years has been right around a hundred, 120 accounts. Um, really just dissolving, uh, the bottom, filling the top, you know, um, raise, raising the prices accordingly as we go, you know, increasing route density. Um, we're rolling with two trucks. We got, a uh, Silverado 2500 and a 1500. We got two trailers, uh, six by 12 open, eight and a half by 20 enclosed. You know, just working every day. Business is a process. It takes a while. And, you know, we're taking, we're taking it one day at a time. We got a vision in mind, but, you know, just really trying to enjoy every day. So, what does that mean to uh, dissolve the bottom for any Dissolve the bottom. Right on. So, uh, to me, dissolve the bottom. Like when you when you start in business, you know you're not gonna have like all you know it's not gonna be all rainbows and unicorns. Not all every single client is gonna fit your business model perfectly. Sometimes you have to make exceptions and you know accept the money and in, in the short term to keep your business running. But as time goes on, you gotta you know refer the clients they made exceptions for to someone who maybe a better fit. Just because you know you don't have enough cash flow in your business, sometimes you know. Have you ever had a situation like that? Oh, for sure. Like each business kind of has their their niche and like your niche, I'm guessing, is working in that fat neighborhood that you guys mow lawns in. 
So for instance, if somebody's on the other side of town, maybe not an A1 property that is going to stripe up like all the others in that neighborhood and stuff like that would be the bottom to dissolve because mm -hmm. you're over, you're over here. So you want more yards over here. That's mm -hmm. how I would take it. Right. Yeah. You have like a certain amount of overhead and like first year, you're like, okay, I need to cover, you know, five grand in overhead this month. And I'm maybe I'm not getting all my niche clients, but I'm getting clients that relate right now. And we could do this now for the short term, maybe for a season or two, but in the off season, I'm going to have to let them go and, you know, really go for those, that high route density, people that are next to each other, people that want premium service and, you know, let the bi-weeklies go or let the ones that are kind of on the outskirts of your service area go to someone else. Uh, that's where I find networking super important. Whenever I let a client go, I always like to keep positive company image. Um, let them go to someone who's just starting out or who's on that side of town or who offers a different level or different variety of service, maybe a better fit for that customer instead of just leaving them high and dry. Uh, that's usually the way I like to go about it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I I do the same thing in my business. And um, there's a guy that works for me and he's got a little long business too. And I gave him some accounts. So it's not that like you're too good for that person to help them out because most customers are good customers. But there's definitely that the certain customer model that you want to fit and like that's a good way to run your business because if you're doing one thing well, you can do multiple other, like if you're doing one thing well, you might as well stick with that and keep going with that. So like, if you're really good at taking care of this property, like, but this one is kind of more of a problem, you better stick to the good ones. You know? Yeah. And I think you, you know, really define that as you, stay in business or as you're in business longer, as you, you know, stay on your track and get more experience, you kind of figure out your niche. I didn't necessarily know my niche from the very beginning. I was just kind of experimenting, seeing what works. And I feel like that's what a lot of young, naive entrepreneurs do. Like, okay, I want to do lawn care or okay, I want to do real estate, you know, throw it at me, I'll take it. And then you start to see like what really likes, what really resonates with you and go for that. And there's more and more leads come in. It's time to start filling up the top. Absolutely. You guys, uh, this is a slower time for you. It's about to crank up. Um, yeah. And you guys uh, want to get into hardscaping this year. So uh, right. tell us tell us a little bit about um, how, like, first of all, like what fascinates you to jump into hardscaping and how did you get this gig that you're doing right now working for another hardscaping company? And how um, how'd you go about getting that job? And what are the details in that? Because I know you're staying in an Airbnb right now, not <laughs> a house. So uh, explain that a little bit. Yeah. So first and foremost, what fascinates me about hardscaping where, where do I really drive my inspiration or where does my inspiration drive from is, um, you know, I like to hike a lot. I like to camp a lot. I like to be outside. I really go inside to like cook, to sleep, to change. And then, other than that, dude, I'm outside all the time. So, you know, just seeing natural landscapes. I did a lot of hiking this summer. I uh, just seeing like the beauty and the natural landscapes and everybody, you know, everybody's got a different view of what they like. And, um, 
you know, I might like to go hiking in Colorado and someone might like to go hiking in Oregon, you know, that, that might be their thing. This may be my thing. Being able to bring or like meet somebody and bring some, you know, influence of the outside world and put it in their backyard is just super fascinating to me. Um, some people like different pavers, some people like different trees, just, you know, kind of digging into that person and what they like and the ability to, you know, mesh that with my passion and serve them in that way is just, you know, I feel like it's really my calling, to be honest. Um, you know, I love being outside. I'm going to do maintenance for a long time. Um, but I started, you know, scrolling through Instagram on the Explore page and I was seeing Imagine Design and Build. They do some crazy landscapes. I was looking at his designs. Have you seen that guy's Instagram page, dude? Look it up, Andrew. Yeah, dude. It's, oh my gosh. He's doing like uh, designs for uh, sports stars, like million, two million, probably $10 million landscape and designs. I know that's huge. And it, he's been in business for like 15, I don't know, 10, 20 years, some, something in that range. You know, just what people are able to create in people's backyards is, is awesome to me. Um, so, you know, I kind of want to start building patios. I know I got to start small. I got to build my portfolio. Uh, patios, fire pits, soft skates. So I, I figured, you know, now is a good time. And being in Michigan, our, you know, cleanup season usually ends at the end of November, early December. We're snow plowing. I got my all-star foreman. He's uh, at home taking care of it for me. I'm super thankful for that. Um, taking care of the snow plowing, watching the weather going out, you know, watching the truck, doing the maintenance. Um, so I, you know, posted on this Facebook group called Hardscape Contractors of America or something like that. And, uh, you know, it's kind of my resume, what I do, what I can offer, what I'm looking to learn, you know, letting them know that I've never laid a paver. I've never operated a skid before, but I would be willing to come down and be a grunt for two months, um, just to see firsthand what you do. Um, and you know, a couple of guys jumped on it, reached out to a few of them and, uh, just found the right fit for me down here in Missouri. We're building a 5,500 square foot driveway. Post a few pictures of that on uh, Instagram. Have you seen some of that? Yep. Yeah, dude. It's a it's a lot of work. That's for sure. I know why they call it hardscaping. <laughs> it's hard, dude. I know. I can I can tell. That, like, uh, how many how many bricks were in that? Just about fourteen thousand. <laughs> fourteen thousand. So how many of those do you think you laid? Oh gosh, ah, uh, maybe seven. Yeah. I laid about 13,000. No, I'm joking. <laughs> uh, so that you have two guys carrying them to the brick layers and then two guys laying them down. We had a four-man crew. So you would stack three bricks on the pallet, carry it, set it down, stack three bricks. Car like It's like one by one. Um, we'd lay about anywhere from 300 to 700 square foot a day, depending on like the cuts we had to do and the areas we were working in, screeding and all that. But it was really, it's a perfect learning experience. And the Airbnb thing too, just getting to meet new people, people from different backgrounds, really opening my eyes to the world, people's different living situations. It's really humbling. Yeah. Yeah. What's, what's going on with the Airbnb? Like besides using everybody's name, explain that a little bit. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, I could either go with the hotel or book the room in someone's house. So uh, I'm staying in this Airbnb is about 1200 square foot in the mountains, in the woods. It's pretty sweet just to being able to see the property, meet the people. This lady, she's so sweet. She's such a wise old lady. Or, um, yeah, she's such a wise, wise woman. She was just telling me because she's, I don't know, 65, like just people that have lived, ask some questions and listen to them. 
um, people that are older than you, people that have gone through what you're going through can seriously like assist you so much. Um, so I was talking to her for like three hours the other night, just about, um, you know, different worldviews people have. It's okay to have different worldviews and be right. So just, I feel like it, just meeting new people, expanding your uh, knowledge, opening your eyes to new things can really only help you. True. So you were talking about um, Imagine Design and Build. You love their, uh, that's that's their Instagram, right? Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to them real quick. Um, yeah, they just did a really cool project on Torch Lake, which I was following. I thought it was sweet. The uh, um, DJ Aldrich turned me on to putting greens. We were talking at uh, Launchpreneur Academy. He's talking about putting greens and how he's associated with Imagine. And so I started looking and I'm like, man, just like the idea of having a putting green in your yard is so cool to me, especially now because dude, everybody's at home. I don't know how it is in Washington, but a lot of people are spending more time at home. And I feel like being able to bring in outdoor oasis to them is you know roof yeah. can really help them and dude like patio or not patios but uh putting in uh putting greens is actually pretty easy it's like yeah. a lot of gravel though so like these guys caught your eye you got you got a pretty baller uh instagram as well um tell us a little bit about like how you uh get these awesome pictures and like what because mm -hmm. like there's certain pages on instagram you're like and eh, before and afters like man like it doesn't even really like look that good but like you take a picture of like your lawnmower sitting in a lawn with stripes behind it and like it's easy for you because you have like a keen eye for photography and um i feel like i kind of do too uh but like tell us tell us about your drone like yeah. What, what's the key to getting a nice picture? Of course, of course. Um, learning the skill of photography, whether you you know are, are naturally gifted or maybe you're not, you can, you can always learn a skill. There's enough free content out there on the internet. If you want to learn photography, you can figure it out. Um, I took a photography class in high school, uh, which I remember nothing from. I'm sure if I paid attention then, you know, it would have been very beneficial. Um, but I learned a lot off of YouTube, um, just like how to take a good photo, what makes a good photo. To me, balance makes a huge impact, like having things in the center or having like a 50-50 split between the sky and the lawn or, um, you know, the right lighting, make sure, making sure the sun's behind you, um, getting down low, getting up high in the air, just different angles. Because, to I mean, I don't know about you, but to me, like, Taking shots at eye level is the most boring thing because um, everybody sees things at eye level. Right. We're all looking at, no matter how tall you are, you know, five foot to six foot is pretty much the same when you're taking a picture with an iPhone. So the perfect picture, I don't know, what, what's been the best picture on your Instagram? Give me uh, a little background. Explain a little bit. Or what dude, are your favorite pictures to look at? Dude, I like seeing stripes. Like um if you go on my instagram it's like back in like december or something or no 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 no. it's in like maybe may but it's like uh it got like almost a thousand likes and Ooh. it was just like me standing on my truck bed taking uh a picture of a lawn but like the lawn looked fire it was 
it's like brand new grass too, but it, it's kind of like a soggy lawn. So it finally dried out enough where I could mow it with the skag. And then mm-hmm. I hit it with the skag and the stripes were banger. Um, but like, I really like looking at pictures with like a white and a green stripe. Yeah. And like good, nice, nice stripes. Like if you're going to line like, them up down the middle too. Yeah. Or if you have like a diagonal pattern going, like, you know, have it like a 50 50 split. Right. Like, just having like that symmetry, you know, is it's all of it to me. I, I like some of your truck photos too, dude. Like, I don't know if you've noticed, but um, when you post on Instagram, it's one to one with meaning like your photo on the explore page or on hashtags or when someone clicks on your profile is a perfect square, whether you upload it as a horizontal or vertical. So make sure when you look at the one to one view of the image that like the whole focus of the picture is in there. A lot of people will post pictures of their truck and like the front of it is cut off or the back of it is cut off or whatever they're posting. And so you're not going to like, that's not, I'm not going to click on a cut off picture of a truck looking through explore page or through hashtags. Like I'm going to look at, it's kind of like a thumbnail for YouTube, to be honest. Like, and then you, that'll draw you in and you click on it and then, you know, you read about it, tell a little story too. For sure. Yeah. And I mean, that's just kind of what I like about Instagram. Like you can just share what you're doing and people enjoy it. And then like that, the hashtags get gone and goes on an explore page and then someone else sees it and they follow your page. It's just kind of a cool like chain of events. Mm-hmm. Do you have a drone? No, I want to get one this year. So yeah, most, uh, what, what drone are you flying right now? And uh, why do you like it? Yeah. So I've got the DJI Mavic mini, the original one, the DJI Mavic mini one. I like it because it's so small, dude. It's so packable. I like to do backpacking a lot. When you're backpacking, like I think I did, uh, I was backpacking in the Porcupine Mountains. We did 25 miles in 24 hours uh, and one night. So we split it 50-50 one night over in the woods. You got your backpack on. You got your water. You got your food. You got your cooking stuff, your tent, your sleeping bag. Like it really matters. Like the weight of your bag really matters and the amount of stuff you can pack really matters. So the smaller... Uh, the drone I got, the better, but I also wanted, I didn't want to sacrifice quality. So um, I got the DJI Mavic Mini Flymore combo kit. It's like, dude, I think it's like eight and a half by 11. The packaging is a little bit smaller than a sheet of paper. Um, it's like three inches tall. It really fits in my backpack really good. Um, that's really the reason why I got that. And uh, it, it takes good photos. I think it takes 4K photo, 2.7K video, which really didn't even matter the video because most of the time when we're watching on our phone or watching 360p or you can do your laptop in 1080p where 4k really matters. And I could be wrong on this, but like movie screens, movie screens are like 4k. Um, I think it was like four, four or $500. They just came out with the two. So I bought it. And like two weeks later, they came out with the updated version. I was like, all right, cool. <laughs> it is what <laughs> it is. So, and like the price dropped 150 bucks, but You're following iPhone, bro. Or yeah. Apple. I know everything happens for a reason though. Right. Well, that's awesome. You got a good uh, Instagram page and a good following. What, what's your Instagram so people can look it up while they listen to this? Yeah. So it's uh, at ML 
Lawn Care. There's two L's there. ML Lawn Care. Yep. Was that as a picture of me? I used to think it was MLL. <laughs> <laughs> MLL Lawn Care, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, um, just ML Lawn Care. So being a small business, it's cool to have like the boss is pretty important being a, being the boss uh, because you're always with the guys like in a big company, nobody sees the boss. Um, tell us, I know you like to make, uh, make, make meals on, on the job and I've never yeah. seen at another company. Um, you've been the first and you guys are doing it well. So you make burritos, uh, how, so like, how do your guys, you guys appreciate that? I'm sure. So yeah, <laughs> um, like so, uh, expand a little bit on that. What's your favorite meal to make too? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah. Cooking. Um, I've got my, the back of, I've got a picture on my profile. It's like the back of my truck. My 1500 has got a little slide out drawer with the Coleman grill. Uh, I got a cooler and you know, a couple of times a week, I like to bring in ground Turkey rice. Um, tortillas you know just heat up the coleman grill while the guys are working you know maybe they got 30 minutes till they finish um you know i'll make a couple burritos and they'll come over we'll eat them real quick we'll talk i feel like it's a great company culture builder to be honest just sit there because i did i haven't seen a whole lot of other companies doing it either um so i think it's just very unique to me it's not all about pay when you're an employee it's about feeling like you're a part of something feeling that you're valued feeling that you know someone else cares for you Everybody likes food. Let's be honest, man. <laughs> I do too, man. I started yeah. diet. I can't. Yeah. I'm addicted to food. Dude, I know. Food Food is food is the best. Food is the best thing ever. I think about it all the time. So I feel like it's a great, great kind of work perk. Um, I don't want to classify it as a work perk, but just like something to look forward to while you're working. Um, and being a good boss. What does being a good boss mean to you? Kind of kind of the same thing that you just shared like just being being there with the dudes and uh like just kind of showing them that you care and uh at the same time try to make work fun because like mm-hmm. um landscaping on instagram looks really fun but uh like cleaning out your mower after you just ran over a pile of dog shit. That's not very fun. <laughs> nobody, nobody sees that on ML's page. They see yeah. stripes, but you don't see that you got to scrape the deck out after every couple lawns. And I mean, uh, digging a, a drain trench, you know, that's not fun, but uh, you're it's kind of like this yeah. thing. Instagram, man. Uh, a lot. It's like walking through a field of cotton candy. It's so beautiful on Instagram. And <laughs> dude, why don't why don't people post like the the nitty gritty and the dirty? Because nobody wants to see that, Luke. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's the question. I knew the answer to. But yeah, I would. I'd say, um, and kind of a little bit like from my football team back in the day. Like you, I look at it like we're we're a team too uh, like even though we're not playing football or basketball like we're we're all still on the same team and we're all going towards the one one goal and um i got a guy that like worked at a bigger bigger company and, and he just switched over to working for us and he's only worked for big companies and he's like 
man, like it, it's way different working at Phil's landscaping because like people actually like care about you. Like I bought my helpers, uh, ISO tunes headphones for Christmas. Uh, mm -hmm. just so, like we can have good headphones, um, and protect our ears. And I just wanted to do something nice for him and wrote a little handwritten, like appreciation letter. And, um, I freaking bought my guys rain gear. Like I want, I want people to be happy and, uh, enjoy what they're doing. So like we can all grow as a business and grow as individuals too. I like that, dude. I buying, buying your guys equipment. It, it speaks a lot. Yeah, for it sure. A lot, especially having quality equipment. Like to me, I did not take a whole lot of pay from my company in the beginning. They call it like the sacrifice phase. I was okay with sacrificing money to make sure that the future people that came into my company had quality equipment. Because um, I've worked in other companies before where a blower takes 20 poles to get started. And it's like, are you kidding me? You know, or um, this piece of equipment like keeps breaking. I know it's going to break, you know, and it's so frustrating. It's so demotivating when you're working for a company whose equipment doesn't even work right. So, um, and I get it. I get like sometimes, and a lot of times in the beginning, you have to, that's your only option. And that's a hundred percent fine. I'm not knocking that at all, but as soon as you can, as soon as possible, as long as you're pushing yourself to put your potential to upgrade and make sure that the people that are working for you are going to maintain a positive mindset. Um, you know, buy that equipment, make sure your company is geared up for what's to come. Your job as an entrepreneur is to prepare yourself for your future success. So, um, you know, to me being a good leader is that it's, you know, getting ready for the future, kind of letting everybody know, Hey, this is where we're going and this is how we're going to get here. This is our mission statement. This is our core values. Um, you know, we all need to be on the same wavelength together. We all need to work as a team. Like you said, going towards one goal. Um, and you know, th this is, how, this is how we're getting there. Right. And, you know, we keeping people on track weekly, you know, is, is really important. Um, to me, like the biggest definition or the biggest, uh, reminder that our, our culture is working is, uh, both of my guys in the off season send me a picture of their breakfast burrito and like, bro, I miss, uh, I miss those meals. I'm like, yeah, I know <laughs> me too, dude. I love seeing stuff like that though. Yeah, I mean, people will remember that too. Um, so you kind of hit on equipment there. It's important to have good equipment. What is, yeah. what's your equipment? What do you run to uh, crush all those lawns? Yeah. Want to geek out about lawnmowers, bro? Yeah. First, uh, hit on your, hit on your new, uh, kind of newish truck. What, what size trailer do you roll with? And why do you like uh, the trailer that you've chosen? Yeah, so I got the um, I got a 2016 Chevy Silverado 2500 regular cab, eight foot bed. I really wish it was a crew cab. That would be really nice, the added space. But when I bought it, um, the reason I bought it was because I didn't want the seats to recline, so no one would be taking naps. Dude, that's a big key. We got a guy that gets in the truck and he's like, puts it back. <laughs> I'm like, dude, just don't touch the seat, man. We're here. You're like, Bill, you sit in such good posture. I'm like, no, that's because I'm here. I'm ready to I'm ready to work, bro. We're not here to watch a YouTube video. 
I don't know, take a nap. Like it, I don't, that, that, that kind of brings me down when I get in the truck and my guy just reclines. It shows me right away. Like you, either you don't want to be here or you're tired or what I get it. I get it. And I just didn't want to see that. So <laughs> that's why I bought the regular cab. Also, that's it looks good. bad. It looks bad to a client too. If you roll up to their house and your guy in the passenger seat just, you know, yeah, totally knocked right out. So yeah, I got the single cab. I would love a crew cab. I would have no problems with naps in a crew cab these days. I think my guys are, you know, all pretty level headed and uh, it's definitely a luxury. Um, I got an eight and a half by 20 trailer, which I love because we roll around with two 60 inch mowers. We got higher out density and uh, we really don't, you know, shovel, shuttle the mowers a whole lot. You know, our Thursday route and our Tuesday route, we can drive the mower everywhere. Um, Friday route, we have to shuttle it a couple times. Wednesday, we're shuttling all day. Monday this year, we didn't really have to shuttle, but we did. Shuttle meaning you put the mower in the trailer and drive and then take it back out. Love the eight and a half wide because you can have a 60 inch mower in there for doing wide open properties, hang your blowers on the wall and still like walk up and down the aisle in between the two and not have to do gymnastics. I used to have a seven by 16 and I was doing like somersaults and levitating, getting over my mower. It was. <laughs> It was a tough time. So, um, you got what do I have? Yeah. What's your favorite truck? I really like the power strokes, even though a lot of people call them power jokes. I like Ford trucks. I got the one Ford F 250. It's a 6.0. Um, it's got a dump bed in the back. And that has been a stinking game changer this year because we can. We end up with a lot of debris at the end of the days and um, we throw it all in there and then go to the dump, dump it all out. And we got a clean truck for the next day. Um, That's definitely a back saver. For sure. My new favorite truck though, is going to be the 1500 truck that I just bought like a couple months ago. It's got like 80,000 on it and it's going to be the push mower division truck. Ooh. And then, um, so we got, we're going to do a, like a higher end landscaping maintenance crew. And then we're going to run a push mower division crew. And then we're going to run a landscaping crew. Okay. All in 2021. All but in 2021. Wow. I'm stoked about the, uh, idea of having a push mowing crew specifically yeah, why is that? Because it, it's like straight up profit. Like um we can we can do like an acre property for like it depends on your customer because some of the higher end customers are like I just want a good service and I'll pay for it. Other other ones they say like I just want the job done and like I'd rather pay 125 bucks and have the job done than pay 200 bucks a week and have it done immaculate so that's definitely something for the higher higher end group but like the push mowing division is like there's going to be two guys in the truck one guy gets out he starts edging one guy gets out he starts mowing and then um after that they start blowing it takes about 15 minutes you're in and out and you make yeah 15 70 bucks I'm genuinely like excited to see that push mowing division because I've had customers or 
potential leads call me and be like, Hey, do you push mo? I'm like, no, I don't touch a push mower with a 10 foot pole. I, I don't associate with push mowers just because that's how we are around here. Like <laughs> I don't have to do that. So, but there's definitely those customers out there that want their lawn push mode or else. And I'm sure they are willing to pay. There's different kinds of customers out there. Oh, for and sure. there's different. And you know, if I was in it, I love, I like mowing. Like I would push mow if the majority around of properties around me would push mow. So like, I, I am excited to see the push mowing crew. Are you going to have push mowing division written on the side of the truck? I don't know. Maybe that would be a good idea though. Some people would be like, Oh, they push mow. No, no 36 skags on my lawn, redding it up. Yeah. No uh, turn marks. Yeah. yeah. I do hear that a lot. And I feel like that's when people do not want to hire a lawn service. I feel like that's the number one reason why it's yeah, property damage. Like a big ass lawnmower. And like, whether it's rained yesterday or not, like the, the big boss sends their crew out and they're going to run a walk behind up and down and, that's when mowers get stuck and all this stuff. But like, we have a lot of like small dense neighborhoods and stuff around me. So it's not like yards like yours where they're a good enough size where you need to mow with a 60 inch mower or you'll literally be losing money. It's like the thing I like about a push mower dude, is anybody can do it. Like right. it takes, it takes a while or at least a couple of weeks and a couple of gray hairs to teach somebody how to drive a zero turn without running things up. Yeah. Dude, and then they do write stuff up. Like the customer, most of the times the customer will say something or a push more to anybody can pick that up. And as long as you can walk straight, you're fine. Yeah. You're golden. Eyes work. So you run skags. Why do you yeah. run, why do you run skags? Why not? Why not an X mark? Why not a Toro? I run skag. One, because the dealer is closest to me, but two, um, the blade tip speed on those are so fast. It's so crucial here in Michigan, especially in the spring and fall. The grass is shooting up so fast every week. Like you would need to double cut a lot of properties on some of the mowers I've used in the past. Um, the thing with the skag, the blade spins so fast, it chops the grass up so fine. If the deck is scraped and the blades are sharp, <clears throat> you're going to be leaving like, you would only have to single cut, maybe double cut the really bad ones, but it just saves us so much time in the spring and fall, especially when we're slammed in the spring with, you know, the, and all the incoming calls for landscaping and, you know, new customers. And then again, in the fall with, um, fall cleanups, shrub trimming, it's just, you know, just having something like that really meshes well with our business and, you know, what we're trying to do with all the mowing that we do just to keep double cuts to a minimum to cut down on time and labor costs. And being an owner operator too, I do have team members, but I do all the back end work too. So when I'm like there with my team and then I'm getting all the calls on the job, just having a little bit more peace of mind uh, really does it for me. Now I, I see you run Skag too. What do you got? Ah, well, I had a Skag. Oh. I got one. At the, the plan is to get another one, hopefully, uh, if we need it. I'm only going to buy it if we need it. Um, but we have like one 60 inch X mark laser Z right now and uh six push mowers. So you can see where my brain is kind of going. Um, but I bought the skag 36 hoping that we were going to use it on every single small lawn. And then 
it just didn't end up like that because I live in Washington. Um, like it rains all the time and it just doesn't, it doesn't really work out for my business model and my customers and stuff. And yeah, uh, one lesson that I would suggest for other guys is like, go test out what you're about to buy before you spend like $7,000 on a skag 36. Like I obviously enjoyed using it and standing on it, but like, it wasn't necessary to buy at the time. So mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. I, I do love Skaggs. Skag is a, is a great brand. It, it's all about finding what works best for you and honing down on that, you know, equipment wise. For sure. Every, everybody's got a purpose. What, what's your, what's, what's your purpose? What's your why? Why, why do you want to be the boss ML lawn care? Like what, what's your, what's your, uh, What's your vision? Vision, man. That's a that's a deep question. I'm still still working on that. Um, I feel like it doesn't come overnight. I feel like it comes over time. I I really my vision for my company, you know, part of my mission statement is making my customers successful. Um, I, I love people. I love talking to people. My favorite part of my job is talking to people, hearing what's going on in their lives, how I can make their lives better, how I can make an impact on their lives. Um so create, just making my customers successful by giving them a quality property, but also, you know, giving them a solid referral to their friends. Because um, have you ever really referred a company or referred a business to somebody else and they didn't come through? And it kind of makes you look bad, right? Right. Yeah. Like, hey, I use these guys. They're great. Call them. And they call them and they never answer. It's like, okay, thanks, Phil, for the referral. Uh, didn't do me any good. You know? So just just being stand up on our word uh just just quality quality people that's that's my why right now just making a positive impact on others i'm sure you know as i grow and maybe have a family in the future that'll definitely play a part in it um but right now you know i'm just really working on myself um you know working on working on my strengths working on my weaknesses trying to become a better person how about you my vision is I want to be uh, the best landscaping business in Bothell and maybe Woodenville one day too. So I don't know, just have to start small and work with what we're doing right now. But um, I think like if we just uh, stay the course, like you can see like with a lot of, with a lot of different businesses, um, like for instance, True Green, what does True Green do? They spray lawns and they're, they're not going to put a hardscape patio in your backyard and uh, not saying that I'm not ever going to go do hardscaping or anything, but I, I'd say like uh, in the landscaping industry, it's really easy to get distracted by what everybody else is doing. And uh, what you really need to do is just stay in your lane and figure out what, what works for you and go out there and crush it. Like we don't need to go like there's a, there's a really high end, there's lots of really high end areas like around where I am. And um, like you can look it up on your uh, computer, like Bill Gates lives over here, like a bunch of rich people. And there's like uh, Mercer Island, Bellevue, Sammamish, like Issaquah, like all these nice areas that you could be in. But you know where I'm at right now? I'm in Bothell, Washington. And uh, we also work in Woodenville, Washington. So you ever plan on moving into the higher end areas? Yeah, for sure. I mean, there's 
just because there isn't a lake in front of it doesn't mean there aren't high end areas right where I'm at, but like, I want to kind of focus on crushing my area right now. And like, how do you feel like crushing your area right now will lead you into higher end neighborhoods? Um, well, I mean, we are in high end neighborhoods and it's not really like the name. It's not really the neighborhood. It's more like, like for like, this area that I'm talking about is like 30 minutes away from me. You got to drive on the hot, on the freeway, go over bridges, deal with traffic, tolls, all that junk. Like if I focus on Bothell, like I can, I can uh, commute like five minutes to work or like, like everything is in a 10 minute radius. And like, that's just kind of, my jam right now and like what I want to grow on. Like if I can, if I can add like 25 new properties in the same area, then like what, what sense does it make for me to go somewhere else and get 25 properties right, right now? And yeah, like, from, a, from a business standpoint. Yeah, of course. And like, I know like, yes, we want to give our customers as many services as possible, but like, I think like you being a landscaper, lawn care business owner doesn't mean that like you got to clean, you got to clean their gutters, you got to wipe their windows or do like every single service under the sun. Just like stick with your, with your jam. Like if your jam is doing landscape maintenance, then do that. If that's what you're good at, like stick yeah. with you're good at. Yeah, man. Yeah, I'd say what we're really good at is lawn maintenance. That's been like our sole, you know, that's what we're known for is cutting grass. Yeah. Um, we do landscape maintenance as well. We do that for a lot of our customers, cleanups. We love that. Um, you know, yeah, like like we were talking earlier, find your niche and hammer that, dude. Own that market. Right. And do um, it the best. Try. Yeah. 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 No, I'm I'm really excited to dabble in the hardscape industry figure out if that's really you know where we're gonna go after this show i'll introduce you to boss hardscaper for our next he's he's over here for our next show so i'm in but yeah um what's what's kind of your uh your vision like where do you see yourself in like five years and then uh we're we're gonna kind of wrap this up but give us a little down of what what ML lawn care is going to look like in maybe 2025. Yeah, dude. And 2025, we're still going to be doing maintenance. I want to, as far as I can see, we're going to keep on hammering our route density. I want it to be our routes to become denser. I want to grow. I don't want to become the biggest company. I want to have extremely high quality and let the growth stem from that quality work and quality employees and quality culture. Um, I'm not going to sacrifice quality for anything. If my business does not grow in a year or if it does not grow and like, say it doesn't grow from 2022 to 2023, as long as, you know, I'm focusing on the quality life of my employees, I'm, I'm okay with that because I know the people that, you know, provide the most value or, you know, care for people will be cared for. Um, so I, Hammering down route density, keeping the business quality, uh, play, playing in the hardscape industry, um, you know, seeing if that's something that can hit for us. 
hundred percent. Um, I've got the knowledge to build a patio, build a fire pit, build a walkway. Uh, I know how to, I know how to estimate that. I know how to, you know, plan all that. And I definitely do want to do quite a few hardscape projects this upcoming summer. Um, we're going to be having a four day mowing schedule. So that'll leave openings for me to, um, you know, work on hardscaping. I didn't really work with the lawn mowing crew too much this summer. So I can, you know, add employees here and there. And, um, you know, lawn mowing is pretty much on autopilot right now, which is really nice. It's what we're known for. And I don't really have to be there. So it allows me to kind of grow and, you know, see what's really meant for me. Um, but yeah, you know, just hammering down what we've been good at. What about you? Five more years from now. Yeah, that's a big move being 21 too, having your crews out there making you money. In five years, I'd like to be doing the same thing I'm doing now, but on a higher level, like a bigger scale. I'd like to maybe uh, have a little bit more free time. Yeah. I like to do. Um, but also really, to be perfectly honest, I ask a lot of people this question, but I really can't even answer it myself. But I want to have uh, I want to take over my area really like I want to be I want to be the best in uh, the Bothell Woodenville area and just see where that takes us and keep doing quality work and keep having good customer service uh, keeping our word giving people a good uh, good prices not being the most high but not not being the most cheap but initially. I want to I want to build up leaders in my business and I want to give them more responsibilities so they grow as individuals and uh, bring guys in. Maybe they're starting at the bottom of the totem pole in the push mower division. They move up to the high end division. And then I don't know. I want to make I want to make leaders in mm-hmm. my, my business. I don't I uh, want to see guys succeed. I like that. Whether they stay with you forever or whether they come and go, you want to make an impact on their lives and give them real world skills that they could take elsewhere. Exactly. And I think we can do that through the podcast too, without having somebody work at Phil's landscaping. Like, and that's kind of the vision for the podcast too. Just like helping, helping guys, like helping guys be better. So what's your favorite podcast right now? Oh, right now. Andy Frisella. <laughs> yeah, really? <laughs> yeah. You, ever since you told me about him, like I've always heard about it. And then I was like, all right, Luke sent me this podcast. That little six I minute episode. Little but, teaser. But yeah, it's so like I got this one guy and like he needs to get a little bit of direction. So I we were driving around in the truck today and I put on Andy Frisella and it was like talking about like your bitch voice in your head and the boss voice. And yeah. like, like, man, like when he was talking about that, you know, like it, it really hit home with me, man. And I was like, <laughs> that's why I played it. I'm glad you picked up on that, man. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it so may not have even been that. That's, that's so passive aggressive. <laughs> yeah. But like his message, like, a lot of people need to hear that and like me being one of them. So um, I do the same thing, man. I like, uh, I like green industry podcast too. I think um, Paul Jamison is a super quality guy and he's got a really good heart for uh, growing the industry and just helping, helping guys. And 
that's that's kind of like I don't want to say I want to copy him, but I want to kind of do the same thing on my podcast and just like lift up the community and help other guys. So I think there's a lot of positive things that can come out of this. So right on. Well, I was glad I'm glad I could be a part of it, man. Thank you so much. Dude, yeah, thank you. Thank you for being on the show, Luke. And uh, I I sincerely hope that you crush it in 2021. I think that you will. And um, good luck with your hardscaping adventures. Um, yep. I, I think appreciate it, man. That, so. I'll be rooting for you. Yeah, dude. Where, uh, where, where can our listeners find you? Instagram at ML Lawn Care. Um, I post YouTube videos here and there, some hiking, some lawn videos on my YouTube, uh, Luke Meyer, M-E-Y-E-R. That's it. And you can find me here on Phil's Landscaping Podcast. Hey, heck yeah. <laughs> man. All right. Well, w- thank you very much, Luke, for being on the show. Uh, we want to encourage our listeners to give us a five-star uh, rating and leave a little bit of a review as well. Um, it really helps us out with the podcast. And we just want to thank you for listening. Uh, check us out on Instagram too. And uh, definitely follow MLN, ML Lawn Care. Uh, we got a great owner over here, Luke Meyer. So um, thank you very much, Luke, for being on the podcast. And we're going to shut down. Thank you, Phil. Thank you.